Welcome back to another episode of Soccer's Garden. I'm very excited for another episode. I tried doing a lot of research on this topic specifically because lately there's been a lot of talk about is there going to be a chip in our vaccines? Is the government going to chip us? What are chips? Is that even possible? And there's just so many questions surrounding the chip itself. So I'm going to go into more detail on the RFID chips and what exactly they are. Not going to lie, while I do this, I'm going to, you know, roll myself a nice blunt. Um, you know, get regrounded. I feel like I've been extremely, like, off or had my ups and downs a lot lately. So I'm trying to just reground myself, meditate um, regularly again. I kind of got off the habit of meditating daily, which is really bad. So I've kind of just been getting into that lately. But yeah, without further ado, let's get into RFID chips. So also known as RFID tags, it's basically just a radio frequency signal. That's exactly what it stands for. It's also called a frequency tag and it exchanges data and it's basically a reader that exchanges signals and processes and stores data to the main reader or whoever is in control of that radio frequency signal. And this idea has been around since I want to say the 70s where they first started actually creating and exploring RFID chips and tags. So lately, now that we're in the future with technology, it could basically be attached anywhere, including clothing, clothing tags, shoes, vehicles, containers, and even plants. And a perfect example of this is anti-theft software. They actually use anti-theft software in stores. I'm sure you may have seen it or know about it. It's basically whenever the alarm goes off, if you something is taken from the store without being paid for that's using radio frequency signals so there's a different signal when you pay for it versus when you don't so these rfid tags are on the clothes and now more currently they're actually being built into the tags on the clothes so that is the most popular use of rfid tagging now, RFID chips themselves could be traced back to World War II, and originally it was created or it was mostly used for the Germans, Americans, the Japanese, the British. They were all using this radio frequency technology, and it was originally being used in order to identify enemy planes and enemy vehicles in order to you know, know when they're attacking, where they are at. And around this time was also the first big computer that was built. And that's how they used it. And originally, it would take them days or just a while in order to track down whatever enemy intel they could get. But with this RFID technology, it actually took them a matter of seconds to track down enemy planes, enemy ships, all that. Now, after this, there was obviously more advances, which continued through the 50s and 60s. And a lot of research was done on how radio frequency energy can identify objects. And again, this started as anti-theft systems and surveillance tags, which are used today. But throughout the years, of course, it evolved. So fast forward, 1973. It was the first U.S. patent made in order for to make this rewritable RFID tag. And Charles Walton also received a patent the same year to unlock a door without a key. So the key cards, this is when the key cards were invented. That uses radio frequency technology. That is another form of the RFID chip. And fast forward to 1990s, there was IBM engineers who, that actually developed a patented ultra high frequency RFID system. 
And it was used originally for warehouse tracking and farming. But unfortunately, since the cost was high to make them, the cost to purchase them was even higher. So it was pretty expensive and it wasn't popularized. But as more advancements came forward, it actually became cheaper. And now it's being widely used. You could even get it on Amazon in a pack. Like we've gotten extremely far with RFID chipping. Another example of this technology is used as the electronic toll collecting and factories. And that also began being used in the 1980s. That's exactly how Easy Pass works. If you've ever, you know, been through tolls, especially in the city, went to New York or New Jersey, you pass like an infinite amount of tolls. That's all using radio frequency technology in order for you to pass through. Now, in the 90s and the early 2000s, this is when it actually started becoming pretty widespread and commonly used globally by companies, consumers, and even small businesses. And of course, the cost began to drop. And in 2001, there was actually the first family who got chips implanted and the FDA approved implants for humans. So while this is a fairly new topic being discussed, it has been patented since 2001 to actually be inserted into people. And they, in different countries, it actually kind of serves as almost VIP status. So you pay for drinks at a club using your RFID chip and you get certain, certain, what's the word, like special treatment for having this, you know, and there's even the possibility of having brain implants. And you might have heard about it from Elon Musk. He first he first introduced this, that they're looking into brain implants. And he says with his own words that it would help with brain diseases. And this includes, but not limited to PTSD. Um, Even they even did a test on monkeys. I remember reading about and uh, with the monkeys, they actually tested one where it had a broken spine so he was paralyzed from the waist down or half the body of the monkey was paralyzed and after putting the brain implant his body was actually working using a frequency sending or being sent from the brain to his body in order for him to move so that was really interesting it was really cool but (sighs) I still don't know if I would ever even want a brain implant in me but that is also Elon Musk's idea Now, we all know the plan for the New World Order by the elites, the Illuminati, and I feel like we all we all should know that, you know, the world is run by evil people. The world is just not the way it seems. It's basically a picture painted for the world to see when in reality, that's not how it is at all. And a part of this evil elite plan is to have every person trackable and every object trackable and to just have mass control of the population. And a possible way of implanting chips in people is through vaccines. And coincidentally, we are having the coronavirus vaccine fairly soon. And again, the coronavirus was created really quickly. Usually it takes years. So that, again, there's been a lot of red flags on the coronavirus vaccine, but I don't want to get too, too into it just because this isn't the topic. But... Um, yeah, there is possibility of having these chips to be optional or mandatory in vaccines. And that takes away a lot of freedom, a lot of free will from the people because we're going to get to that point where it's like, okay, if you don't have this vaccine, then you can't get a job. You can't get government assistance. You can't apply for college classes. You can't go to school. You can't 
do a lot. And that's when we're going to be having our free will ripped away from us. And you may not even know it, but this RFID chip is already used among us. We are already being tracked with RFID chips. They are in our wireless credit cards. They're in our phones. They're for identity purposes. There's even a definite chance that they're in our passwords. They're definitely in our passwords. And back in 2007, it was actually introduced as law that every password must have an RFID D chip inside and it includes biometric da- data sorry this includes fingerprints your iris scan and your photo and other personal information and this of course could cause privacy issues and i didn't even know until recently that i had an rfid chip in my passport they're even in victoria's secret bras they're in every single tag on bras it's so bad that there's even a theory and again i want to stress the word theory But there is a theory that Bill Gates may have even played a role in the creation of coronavirus in order to plan microchips in Americans. And this specifically is like a big yikes to me because I remember watching his TED Talk back in, I believe it was 2015, and he was discussing how the U.S. and the world is not ready for an outbreak. And he even discussed everything that we should do, we have to do. And he basically predicted what is happening now a few years before when there's no way he could have even known about this. And you may have also heard he does believe in depopulation. He said with his own words that he believes that we can bring down the population rate by, I believe, 10 to 15 percent through just vaccines. And coincidentally, he is basically the face of the coronavirus vaccine. He always talks about it when he has little to no credentials in the medical field. He just doesn't understand anything about vaccines to be talking about it and to be recommending it to people. So that whole thing is just so sus to me. But again, that's a whole other story. They believe that having these chips in our vaccines would actually quote-unquote help. And specifically in the healthcare field, the healthcare system, it would record patients' vaccination history and basically control just all their health information. And again, this is heavily funded by the Bill Gates Foundation, coincidentally. They are big funders for creating this vaccine. And it's actually already popular in Sweden to have implants in your hand. And there's little to no concern, but... There in Sweden, it stores information. They have contactless payment. You could just pay by giving the register your hand. Uh, keeps your passwords, your finances, your health care, and all of that. And that, again, is popular in Sweden. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, that's a little... Mm, mm. Like, I saw a few interviews online talking about or interviewing a bunch of different people who have it in Sweden, and they say that they love it because they don't have to write anything down. Everything is stored for them. But I feel like there should be a line between, you know, human and robot, and I feel like right now how things are looking, we're just trying to combine the two, which is just unnatural. There's just a lot of problems that could arise with that. Now, with microchips in people, this has also been around for quite a few years. Back in 1997, there was a man named Eduardo Cac. He is from Brazil. 
He put an implant by himself in his left leg and he broadcasted it and he registered himself on a database. And basically his body came, became a computer and this whole thing just symbolized the dehumanization of people and how just people could be put into a big database. He kind of compared it to implants of dogs and animals, how they get implanted and put in a national dog database. It's basically the same thing that could happen, but with people. Another example, Kevin Warwick. He, This was back in 2002. He put an implant in his arm, which was injected by a doctor. And basically, it was just kind of like a test. He was walking around an office building and corridors and doors opened automatically before he went past them and these doors and channels were actually rigged with radio frequency identification so with him having it in his hand it also triggered the radio frequency of the door or whatever was in the building or in front of him and eventually he was able to contact others he not only him but other people could open web pages they can control objects over the internet and they even did an experiment where they could control things with their mind which by the way is already a sixth sense like you could already do this but this would make it a lot more powerful i guess easier it's basically tapping into something that's already there and it would actually create levitation. People could levitate objects with their mind using this implant. This even became popularized in Mexico, where an attorney general agreed to take it. He took it with some staff members, and they got the implant inserted into their hand. And they said it's for access control and security, but if so many people are starting to do it, especially people as big as attorney generals and staff members of a police force then how far will they you know how far will they go if this implant is passed if this implant happens imagine the possibilities like i feel like there's no good possibility about this besides what like not remembering your password or getting information instead of checking your phone like it's more convenience for people but it's a lot deeper for the people behind it and if this happens, it's just a single group controlling the masses. Like, imagine one little committee controlling an entire population. Uh, like, does that not make you uncomfortable or scared? And who's to say that it will not be misused by the, those people in authority? It's very easy to have one thing become a dictatorship. And who knows, this could be another Hitler like, you never know the possibilities of what can happen. We lose the ability to even make decisions for ourselves. Our free will is ripped apart from us. And not, not to mention the moral and ethical questions that come up with this. And an example of this happening, I'm going to give an example that I heard on a TED Talk. Um, this woman was talking about it. I, I'm sorry, I can't even remember her name. I watched it a while ago. But she mentioned an example of, let's say a patient wanted to remove it, right? And this patient was in a mental institution. He was given a brain implant because he was told that it would help him. And it does for a little bit. But after he feels like he's being watched, he doesn't like it, he wants it removed. And uh, the doctors tell him, if you remove it, it'll stop your social security payments, your government assistant, you can't get a job anymore, all that. So, of course, this man is going to have no choice but to keep it because and then he doesn't get the help he needs at the hospital. 
So that's one situation. And this will not only cause problems like this, but society will turn into a machine-run society rather than humans. It's going to be machine over humans. And who controls the machines if we have no free will, if we can't think for ourselves, do for ourselves? Who is behind the machines and who's behind controlling society? Now, back to Elon Musk's idea of brain implants. He reveals the plans of Neuralink. It's, again, chips in the brain. It's controlled and connected to a computer. And it, quote-unquote, secures the future of humanity in AI, according to Elon Musk. And it cures diseases. This includes the paralyzation, PTSD, ADHD. Um, it could control your wheelchair, your arm, if you have to have a detachable arm. Um, whatever the case may be, it will help it. And they even got as far as the saying that they could capture and read your dreams through brain implant technology. And we could even get to the point of transferring memories through brain implant technology. So what I mean by this, let's say if you want to go skydiving, someone else already did it. So you transfer their memory to yours and it's like you were there skydiving. And this is the first thing I thought about, first of all, is how we can do this when we could already do it, I guess. We already have something called imprinted memories. They're imprints when you're first born into this, you come into this world, you're first born. And a lot of times you have the decision before you are born to have imprinted memories. So if you want to learn about one thing, you imprint the life of another person. So you have their knowledge rather than you living it and uh, this is actually common this is a spiritual belief this is something that i've actually read about so transfer memories works in a similar way except you're doing it here and it's not up there this also brings in the possibility of downloaded knowledge meaning that universities would basically have no place in a futuristic society because why go to eight plus years of medical school, school, sorry, if you could just download all the knowledge you need in order to become a doctor. So this is another possibility in the future of brain implants and where it could go. And another idea of brain implants is to do VR in your head, live outside your body, experience other lives, just basically just VR, except all inside your own mind. And again, this is another idea. This is all of these ideas are currently being studied. So they are all possibilities. And as cool, I guess, as they may sound, it brings in a lot of questions like not even not even to talk about the people behind it controlling you. But let's bring up like brain hackers like you could hack a computer. There's definitely going to people there's going to be people to hack your brain hack what you're thinking about or what you could do. And in a way, this sounds like a form of mind control. And I don't like that. <laughs> now, um, I'm going to bring in some religion, okay? So for those of you who are or may not be religious, this is actually discussed in the Bible. A lot of what's happening in 2020 is already predicted in the Bible, in the end of the world. Which is kind of scary, but... I don't think it's a bad thing, but again, that's, an, that's a whole other story. 
So let's talk about the relation to the Bible. A lot of people re relate this RFID chip and this implant that we could possibly be getting to the mark of the beast written in Revelations. Now, I'm going to read you an excerpt of the Bible and then we're going to break it down together, okay? So in Revelation 13, 15 through 18, it talks about the mark of the beast. And I quote, And it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast, and so that the image of the beast might even speak and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. Also, it causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or forehead, so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark, that is, the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of man, and his number is 666. End quote. Now, they specifically said, when they said the mark of the beast is on the right hand or the forehead, immediately I thought about the implants because it is either the brain implants or the regular implants that is put in your hand. And the Bible even says it will cost slain to anybody, whether you're rich or poor, small or great, whoever. And this does call for wisdom. You have to be wise. You have to know better in order to not give in to the mark of the beast. And 666 is not the mark of why we all believe or many of us believe that 666 relates to Satan. It's actually the number of man and the number of flesh. So the beast could disguise himself as a man. The beast could disguise himself as even a prophet and we wouldn't know it. So that's why you have to be more aware. You have to look with your third eye, not with your two eyes. The mark is almost like a seal for followers of the Antichrist and the anti-prophet who serves him. And again, it is placed directly on your hand and forehead. And in the Bible, Jesus even says that he warns us that in the last days, false prophets will arise masquerading as the Messiah and claim to be the Savior. Now, I am not particularly religious, but I do believe in the Bible and a lot of the scriptures or historical scriptures that many religions follow. Now, also in the Bible, and I quote, it says, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying I am the Christ, and deceive many. Matthew 24, 45. Now... Let's look at that for a sec, because he said, he said literally that people will deceive you. They will masquerade and hide behind a mask. And all these celebrities, all these big names are actually coming out about sex trafficking, pedophilia. And a lot of these people that many people worship or stand actually are not good people. And that's what it's hard for a lot of people to believe, because... They think that, oh, they're not evil because they donated this m amount of money or they made this music video talking about this. Whatever the case may be, it doesn't matter. Everything is for show. You have to look a lot deeper than what's on the surface and what they want to show you. I bet you know people who always post, stay positive, be kind to everyone, and you know that they're the biggest bullies. They're the meanest people. That's a If people you know can do that, you don't think celebrities could too? Now, this evil plan, this new world order, this plan to have the mark of the beast 
is so skillful and well carried out that even the chosen ones will be deceived. Even if you're wide awake, you're woke, you have a third eye opened, you still have to be careful because, again, even the chosen ones will be deceived. We must stay guard, pay attention, and notice some small things or ask yourself some questions. So if you see something, think about where is this message coming from? Is it coming from their own opinions or is it coming from fact? Is it coming from hate or love? Is it coming from their head or God? They will exploit you through made-up stories. They'll promote salvation. They're going to make things up to make things seem a lot worse than they are and make it seem like they're the saviors here. Also, ask yourself, when you see different, even news specifically, if you feel like you want to question it or it's weird, it's sus, you don't believe it, think about it. What does it produce? Does it promote love, kindness, goodness, or does it promote greed, slander, and hate, and violence? And what you may notice is on the news, it's only promoting violence, hate, anger. And even when I watch the news, I feel my frequency lower a lot. And I feel a negative shift even listening to it because I know that while one message is getting across, there's a lot of hidden subliminal messages getting across too. Another quote from the Bible, and I quote, The false teacher will secretly introduce destructive heresies. Heresies? Sorry, I I guess I should work on my pronunciation. But that's from 2 Peter 2.1. But again, basically what I said, the false teacher will secretly introduce destruction. They're going to introduce things to make it seem like, okay, the world is this bad, but we're here to help, but they don't do anything. Like, you have to be on top of it. You can't believe everything you want to hear. Just because you live in this country, just because you're under this government does not mean they want the best for you. Because at the end of the day, they don't care about you. They don't care about people of color. They don't care about black people. They just care about their own hidden agendas. They only care about people when it serves a good to them. And that's the truth. Part of this new world order is wanting a one world monetary system, a one world government, just world domination, world control of the masses. And the only way to get people to listen and to get people to listen to you is to incite fear in them. That's the only way. Like if if your government put police cameras on your street, right? Or they put security cameras on your street and you're like, what the hell? Like, why is there so many security cameras? This isn't right. You would be feeling some type of way, right? How about if you saw in the news or wherever mass shootings in the area, uh, robberies here on your street. So they put cameras there after. Wouldn't you feel different in both scenarios? It's the same thing. It is a it's a pretty popular propaganda um, method and. It was actually a method used by Hitler and the neo-Nazis, which is also used today. Now, I'm going to repeat it again. I said this in my last podcast, but I want to repeat it. Look for symbolism of numbers in scriptures or photos or wherever the case may be. And uh, these symbols have large, it means, it means a lot. So, for example, number ones could be new beginnings, unity. 
Two is witness, division. Three, divinity, heaven, God. Four is earth and man. Five is grace and favor. Six is world and the man's number means imperfection. Seven is perfection, abundance. Eight is obedience, completeness. Nine is government and authority. And ten is trouble and judgment. So you have to be aware and on top of what everything means in order to completely understand the messages you're getting on a more deeper spiritual level, if that makes any sense. So that's basically the summarized version of RFID chips. I hope you got good information out of this. I hope you got some information on the vaccines and the possibility of the implants in the future and yes i hope you enjoyed and thank you so much for listening and watching i don't know if you can hear my dog scratching at the door i gotta go get him i miss him and he's waiting for me but yeah i hope everyone has a wonderful day please remember to meditate to journal and continue bettering yourself raise your frequency this is the perfect time to do it 2020 is the year and if you don't get on it if you don't get on meditating and raising your frequency Trust me, you're going to be left behind in the years to come. But yeah, bye. Thank you so much for watching. <laughs>